4: Ditch the clowns on the left. And the jokers on the right. And join Michael Smirkanish right here, in the middle. This is the Smirkonish Podcast for independent minds.
5: So gang, there's a story posted today at Smirconish.com, and of course it's in the newsletter. It's in the Washington Post. I had to do a double take because Jill Abramson is the former executive editor of the New York Times, But she wrote this piece for the Washington Post. I guess that's because maybe things didn't end well when she left the New York Times. But I had to do a double take because I just associated Jill Abramson with the Times and not the Post. Anyway, it's a story about the first family and their dogs. And I need to read some portions of it to you and share some observations. It says the White House has been the scene of violent episodes, most famously in 1814 when British troops ransacked it after President James Madison and his wife, Dolly, fled for safety in Maryland. Only rarely has blood been spilled since. That relatively spotless record was stained last week by shocking details in more than 400 pages of U.S. Secret Service documents detailing a spate of violent attacks one of which left enough blood on the floor that a White House tour had to be interrupted while it was cleaned up. Who was responsible for the savagery? Commander, the German shepherd owned by President Biden and his family. The dog was responsible for at least two dozen separate biting attacks on Secret Service agents over the course of a year ending last October when Commander finally was exiled from the White House to live with other members of the first family. Well, we knew this story, like, you know, I've had the the headline before, like, Commander bit somebody else. But not with all this detail. Secret Service agents uh, were the victims. The attacks are described in excruciating detail in Secret Service documents made public last week in response to a Freedom of Information Act request from CNN and the Black Vault, which is a website that publishes unclassified government documents. In private emails between Secret Service agents, some of whom were bite victims, it's clear that the members of the protective detail felt threatened by Commander and were sick with anxiety that someone would be very seriously hurt. In a memo from October of 2022, an unnamed Secret Service technician described a biting incident and said they were, quote, worried about the family pet's behavior escalating and that something worse was going to happen to others. Last June, according to the report, blood was spilled after Commander ran toward a Secret Service agent, sank his teeth into the agent's left arm, leaving a wound that required stitches. An account of the incident states that, quote, East Wing tours were stopped for approximately 20 minutes due to blood from the incident being on the floors. Apparently, there's a video of the attack, but it hasn't been released. Ooh, wow. Wait till we see that. Then in July, according to one of the agency emails, Commander attacked an unnamed special agent from the Presidential Protective Division's counter-surveillance unit who was in Rehoboth, Delaware, to provide security coverage for the Bidens during their stay in the beachfront community. As the agent walked to a backyard security post, according to the email, Commander started to bark. However, the agent did not realize Commander was, quote, loose and off the leash. What happened next? According to the report is this, quote, in the background essay and something was redacted, heard the voice of what redacted believes to be FLOTUS. Dr. Jill Biden yelling and then her quote was redacted. Commander ran toward the direction of the post. And bit redacted name in the left forearm, causing a severe, deep open wound. As a result of the attack, this individual started to lose a significant amount of blood from redacted arm. Why did they have to redact which arm it was? Like the insanity of of an overprotective classification system. Anyway, I digress. The agent received six stitches to his arm and antibiotics from the White House Medical Unit. Another Secret Service agent was bitten by Commander in the fall of 2022, needed hospital treatment. Commander was already guilty of biting Other incidents, other incident, biting incidents on top of ones revealed last week. Oh, and here's another key part. And he is not the only bad actor in the Biden canine pack. Major, a German shepherd, the Bidens rescued, was also uh, responsible for attacking an agent and a National Park employee. Major was banished from the White House in late 2021 and sent to live with friends of the Bidens. This is Jill Abramson writing in the Washington Post. And then she goes on to say, hey, I am a credentialed dog lover. And I first approached these documents with empathy for the Bidens and a deep sympathy for the bitten agents. I've owned and tried my best to train four dogs. I wrote a dog blog documenting my experiences, both joyful and hair raising with the golden retriever puppy. These experiences expanded into a book called The Puppy Diaries. Some of my dogs have displayed aggressive tendencies on occasion, but none were biters. Further along, she says, you know, the response from the White House is to say they are heartbroken over all of these incidents. And then Jill Abramson notes, heartbroken is a term the Bidens have used to describe their reactions to U.S. military casualties and deadly natural disasters and the January 6, 2021 attack on the Capitol, et cetera, et cetera. Here's her conclusion She says, but as I waded through the gory details of all these biting incidents, my empathy for the Bidens faded. Put plainly, these documents are a harrowing narrative of pet ownership in high places run dangerously amok. Two dogs belonging to the same family were both serial biters and had to be exiled. And at some point, the trouble is not the animals. It's the owners. Like, wow, what a powerful piece. I feel, you know, I feel horrible for those Secret Service agents. Obviously, they should have done something a hell of a lot sooner. So I. um, I tell the story to my wife and I say, man, the Bidens, they are bad dog owners. They got to be, no pun intended, like reined in the way in which they manage their pets. And then we started to talk about our dogs. My first dog, my first dog was Winston. Winston came to the marriage with me. How old would Winston have been when I got married to my wife? I don't know. Uh, Maybe four or five. And you're not going to believe this, but truth is stranger than fiction. One of the bonding aspects of my relationship with my wife is that we figured out when we were dating that our dogs were brothers. In other words, Winston was a brother of Rudy. They came from the same litter. And the funny thing is that my, my wife like saw through Winston's, Winston's uh, AKC papers. Is that right? I don't know. But they said that his birthday, TC, was Christmas Day. And my wife, my wife's like, you fell for that?
4: Like, do you really,
5: do you really think, you know, Winston was born? I'm like, yeah, like, just like the baby Jesus. I mean, yes. Yeah. I mean, it's just this divine intervention. Right. So she said to me, well, Winston was a biter. And I'm like, Winston was not a biter.
6: Oh, I can hear the whole conversation.
5: Oh, oh, yeah. Just wait. (laughs) So she said, well, Winston was always nipping at the kids. And I said, when they were young. And I said, no, 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 no. I said, the kids always had like peanut butter fingers. You know how kids are. Like when the kids are two and three and four years old, they've always got food smeared all over them.
0: So oh, if for Winston. Sure. That,
5: yeah, that changed the, re- changed the relationship with Augie and Emma. As soon as she started throwing food around, Augie was
6: very interested.
5: Yeah. <laughs> she, so she said to me, you know, Winston, we had to keep Winston away you know, from the kids on many instances because he couldn't be trusted. And like now the conversation is, is taking a turn and I'm saying Winston walked on water. Winston would never have, Winston was a cocker spaniel and he was the apple of my eye and he would never have harmed anybody. And then when Winston passed, well, actually while Winston was, was an elder, we got checkers. And checkers was this gorgeous white lab. And Winston passed, and then we only had checkers. And um, she said to me, well, and I said, well, checkers was salt of the earth. And she said, well, do you remember the FedEx driver? I'm like, no. And she said, well, there was that time when the FedEx driver came over to the house, and things didn't go well with checkers. I said, that never happened. Nothing ever happened with checkers. Checkers wouldn't have heard a fly. I so, be- had- I
6: so believe your wife. It's unbelievable how much I believe your wife.
5: <laughs> Checkers had a heart of gold. Checkers was a Labrador. There's no better disposition among dogs than Labradors. And then Checkers had a nice full life and Checkers was gone. And we then had Mr. Lucy and Rudy. And uh, oh, Mr. Lucy was, you know, again, just another member of the family. Um did I say Mr. Lucy and uh, did I say Mr. Lucy and Rudy? No, Mr. Lucy and Floyd. Floyd Mr. That's Lucy right. and Floyd. Right. Rudy Rudy was Winston's brother. That's right. Floyd Floyd was Mr. Lucy's brother and we got him together. So, and unfortunately there was an incident at the end of Floyd's life. Uh, for those oh, who were no, tuned in that no, day, don't. I'm not going to tell that story again. Um so we, now we started to reminisce. We, we had talked about Winston and Rudy. We had talked about Checkers. Now we're talking about Mr. Lucy and Floyd. And she said to me, well, you remember what a problem Floyd was? <laughs> I'm like, no. And she said, Floyd could not be with the kids. And I said, that's not true. I said, those dogs were the greatest of brothers. We trusted them with the kids' lives. They were wonderful. And then, of course, Mr. Lucy passed. He had a nice, long life. Miniature dachshunds, they were. Miniature dachshunds. And just fabulous. It's amazing for me to think that Mr. Lucy was capable of jumping up onto a bed, but he was. And after the passing of of Mr. Lucy, after a nice, full life, then came our current dogs, our rescue dogs. Our daughter played a role in the procurement of Cora and Potts, two sisters. Um, they are, I, I, I don't know, they, they've got some Jack Russell in them. I don't know quite how to describe exactly what they are because they're they are not pure breed. Um, And they're two sisters. And it's kind of funny because Potts is the leader and Cora looks to Potts for guidance on everything. Like, is it okay to go outside? Is it okay to eat now? Is it okay to come back inside? Cora doesn't make a move without Potts. So after we've reminisced about Winston and Rudy and Checkers and Mr. Lucy and Floyd, now we're brought up to the modern era of Cora and Potts. Thank you, Dr. Marty, Cora and Potts. They love Dr. Marty's nature's blend. And I said, well, I said to my wife, well, we don't agree on the history of the dogs, but at least at least, you know, we're in concert. We're one when it comes to Cora and Potts. And she said to me, well, yeah, except. Anytime there's work done in the House, we have to keep Cora away from whoever comes in, lest there would be an incident like Checkers and the FedEx man. And I said, well, first of all, the che- Checkers FedEx man incident never took place. And what are you talking about with Cora? Cora wouldn't hurt a fly. You know, Cora simply looks to POTS for guidance. We can trust Cora and Potts with anybody. Another subject of disagreement. So now I'm reconsidering what I'm thinking about the Bidens. Like we don't have serial fighters. The secret service would be safe in our house and 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 there's no, you know, there's no series of incidents where people have needed stitches and but I do have to acknowledge like stuff happens. TC with with dogs. It does sound like it. For, for and sure. Dan, you're a dog man? <laughs> You know, yep. We all love our dogs. Yeah. Okay, but yep. Yeah. Who 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 did who did your dog bite last night?
7: So uh, he so he didn't bite anyone because uh, Quattro in his uh, in his uh, (laughs) older age. Yeah, that's a throwback. You know, he's 11 now. Um, wow. In his, wow. In his older, wider age, very friendly. Um, but uh, one of my neighbors, who I don't really know too well, um, he, uh, she was coming out to take the trash out, and uh, he was off-leash out in the front. You know, I live in a complex, and uh, I was throwing the ball around, and he saw her and just wanted to go say hello. It uh, turns out, like, she is terrified of dogs, uh, mm. and I couldn't catch him. He just went up to, to sniff her, and she's, like, losing, it, and I felt so bad. Um,
0: yeah. But
7: I knew, I knew that he wouldn't do anything to to her, but for her, I felt horrible. So I have to like go knock on her door today and figure something out. But yes, dogs, dogs can do this, and it's uh, to be expected, and it's part of dog ownership to to try and figure out how to work with it and get them properly trained.
5: Right. Well, so how I don't, do you feel about your dog ownership, Michael? Well, I don't believe that I'm in a glass house now, throwing stones at the Bidens because come on, two dozen biting attacks from Commander. How in the world did they not rein that in? It's the Secret Service who are charged with you know, protecting the first family. You would, you would think they'd be so guilt-ridden that they would have banished Commander long before. And, and I, I totally understand that that White House environment is no place for a German Shepherd in particular. I mean, you know, those, those dogs need exercise. They need to be run. That White House is such an oddity. It, a White House I've described, the White House I've described as a combination between a casino and a hospital. There is just like so much commotion and coming and going. I can imagine it being very inhospitable for dogs. So I'm, I'm not in this category, but I do have to say that I hadn't. And, and maybe I, I want to know from callers, by the way, whether what I've described with our dogs is typical, be honest of what has gone on in your household with your dogs.
4: This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM.
5: Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4.
1: As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills.
7: The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother
1: your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
8: You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems.
4: Michael uh, Smircona's program. Listen weekdays at 9 a.m. East on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and anytime on the Sirius XM app.
5: Jeff, you're in Northport, Florida. Greetings. What are you thinking after listening to this?
3: I'm thinking that those dogs are doing their job protecting their weak and feeble master, and they're just doing what animals do. That simple.
5: Got to go. Uh, this is Joe in Minneapolis. Joe, you're a personal injury attorney, and you say the, the first bite rule no longer exists. This is news. Tell me.
3: Uh, yeah, because common law has been replaced by statutes, and most statutes nowadays, including Minnesota and our neighboring states, if you if your dog bites somebody, you're liable. doesn't mean your dog's going to be destroyed, but you are liable. So if you get, you know, if they bite the neighbor's kid, most homeowners insurance policies will cover it, but you are liable. Most of my dog bite cases are first bite cases.
5: So I don't, I don't get a mulligan anymore as a dog owner, not in Minnesota or you say surrounding states.
3: That's correct. You, you might get a mulligan on your dog not being destroyed. That's correct. Uh, that depends on the locality okay how about this
5: i mean what 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 if what if i came to you and i said what if i came to you and i said the neighbor's dog is a german shepherd who has two dozen times bit kids in the neighborhood now what that's a hell of a case first oh i'm demanding the yeah i'm demanding the dog be put down that would be part of
3: it i would go to local animal control i would start an action with them absolutely
5: I mean those are those are the facts that we have thank you Joe that we have in in this case. Mike you're in Watertown yep. New York thinking what today?
8: Hi Mike, love your show. Thank you for being in the middle. Thank you. Uh, I've got I've got a beautiful German shepherd. She's 3 years old. She goes to nursing homes, she goes to Lowe's, Home Depot, the post offices, and everybody loves her. When we go to Alaska in the summertime, she comes with me to the long-term care facility and visits all the residents they completely love her no aggression no biting i really don't like the fact that they're uh they're giving german shepherds a bad rap in this well i hear this i hear the
5: same the same thing if i if i were to say anything about a pit bull the same conversation would ensue where someone like mike from watertown would call me and say hey you're giving pit bulls a bad name it's all about the way in which
8: they're raised you know you might be right and if i was a pit bull a pit bull owner i might say the same thing but right. my personal experience and you're 100% correct it is in the training and a german shepherd does not belong in the environment in the white house you know there's a saying with shepherd owners this is my dog but i am her human and that's <laughs> the relationship that's the relationship between a german shepherd and the family that the German shepherd belongs to, and we belong to her. And that's exactly how the shepherd feels. And What's that's your... not the environment. The White House What's is your it. What's your shepherd's name? Oh, her name is Denala.
5: Denala. How do you get Denala from Watertown, New York, to Alaska?
8: So the highest peak in North America is Mount Denali. It's in Alaska, and it means the Great One. Uh, she, being a female German Shepherd, I kind of feminized a little bit, I guess, with... The no, I, I, wait,
5: I didn't ask a, a clear question. It's just a practical question. How do you transport your dog from New
8: York to Alaska? I'm curious. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, so we drive up uh, in mm-hmm. the summer, like the first week of June, and I've got a truck and I kind of outfitted the back seat of the truck with a platform mm-hmm. and... She drives with me the eight, nine days. By the way, we also have eight grandchildren. And nice. she, she you know, encounters all of them. And when the, my grandchildren are here visiting or we go visit them, they become part of her family that she Mike, has to protect, watch for. Got it. Uh, Good luck with Denala.
5: Thank you for the story. I appreciate it very much. Another personal injury attorney, Jerry, you are in Hasbrook Heights, New Jersey. Uh, You would take this case if it walked in your door, right? Absolutely. In New Jersey, the strict
3: liability statute says if the dog breaks your skin, then the owner of the dog is absolutely liable whether that you were pulling a
5: bone out of the dog's mouth whether you were trying to take his food away the owner is strictly liable so um and then there there are criminal consequences too if if your dog b- bites a couple of times they could take the dog away the they could euthanize him Uh, Mike, I wanted to say one more thing. We have a mixed breed dog, and he would be extremely intimidated around uh, police officers and secret servicemen. Those are intimidating guys. And, um, you know, we have to be careful when when a big guy comes into our house, a man. He's not bad with women, but he's intimidated around, you know, big, strong, uh, protective men. So th- this case is just so shocking because of the sheer number of attacks. It would never be Absolutely. permitted to continue if it were outside of the White House environment. I I, I don't know. I-, I mean, I'm now shifting my hat back to where I was initially and saying, how could the Bidens not have after the second, the third, the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth? I mean, two dozen. Are you kidding me? It's unbelievable. Kurt, you're in Atlanta. Greetings. What did you want to say? Well,
9: what you just said is why I called. And, and the story is Joe and Jill's judgment. And the way you set it up, Michael, your audience is becoming liberal. And you try to play it down the middle. And I've been, I work from home. I've been listening for years. I listened to the entire show. And your are up. And even though you said judgment, discuss that the way you set up that whole piece about your dogs and everything, the way I read it was, Oh, here we are. We're setting up the day for all the callers to call in and defend dogs and, and, and Why? why were
5: you talking about, that your wife saying, I, I just told you. you I just told you these times. I just told you, I just told you a true story that I thought was well, insightful. But okay, but not the point not of in the story. What's the point the po- of the story? The point story? of the story is my wife saying to me, "Your hands are not entirely clean. They're not the Bidens with one dog but, okay, but biting Joe, but
9: Joe, two.
5: But, Joe, but not Joe.
9: Uh, M- Michael? Michael. The point yeah. of that story is then to have all your callers call in and say, yeah, our dog did this. No, nobody's doing that. No, if
5: Have you not heard the call so far? Not a single person oh, yep, has yep, done yep, that.
9: You're right. You're right. Everybody, yeah. you're right. You're, and the last thing you said right before you came to me, yes, your callers so far are like, hey, but again, okay, I, maybe I'm wrong. But I really think that setup piece was to say, no, you're giving me liberals are going
5: to be defending the dog hurt. Kurt, you're giving me too much credit or too much. By the way, thank you for being such a loyal listener. I'm indeed appreciative. But Kurt is giving me too much credit or too much blame. It's not the way I roll. Like, I'm not I'm not so sophisticated that I read the story and say, hmm, how might I spin this to the benefit of the Bidens? Instead, it was dinner conversation last night. I said to my wife, I just read this story. It's unbelievable. This dog is out of control in the White House. And then we started to reminisce about our dogs like, oh, you remember Winston when he nipped at the kids? Do you remember Floyd? Do you remember the incident with Checkers and the FedEx? I mean, it's just the way it was. It's just I thought it was kind of amusing and insightful, which is to say dogs are unpredictable. We love them. We treat our dogs. We've always treated our dogs as members of the family. I mean, it's, it's frankly a little ridiculous. I'd be a little embarrassed if you had a, a camera and watch the way our dogs get treated in our house. But yeah, they don't have a perfect record. Nothing like the Bidens. And believe me, we'd never have a dog in our house with this kind of a documented record. Never. We, we, we'd be much too concerned about family members, first and foremost.
4: This is the Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. Program Listen weekdays at 9 a.m. East on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and anytime on the Sirius XM app.
5: Uh, Lynn, greetings to you in Michigan. What did you most want to say? Good morning. First of all, I have a
4: loyal
6: um, husband who listens to you daily. Is traveling to California from Michigan. Good morning, honey. Nice. Safe
5: travels. All right. Nice. Hey, he's, a, he's a keeper. He's a keeper if he's listening.
6: He is. He is. Um, I was going to tell you that we had a cat that attacked people. And we had a paper boy who told his dad, I'm not delivering the paper to their house anymore. And the dad was like, Brad, the cats don't attack. Drove the kid over one day, sure enough, the cat attacked Brad. So it's not just dogs. And oh, also listen. Okay.
5: Yeah, can I just say there was there was a there was a bad seed cat in my neighborhood growing up. And I don't know if J.C. was a male or a female cat. I just know that the cat's name was J.C. My buddy Mike Stockle had this cat and it had two different colored eyes. And one night I I slept over. I don't know. I was probably like eight years old. And I remember being awakened in the middle of the night and J.C. was just sitting there on my pillow peering at me. It's it was like a Chucky moment. I was scared to death of that cat. I still am.
6: Yeah, he was the best cat to us, but he did not like other people. And I just right. wanna say I'm about to, I'm about to dog sit for ten days for our grand dog who is a German shepherd. And the best thing about this is no one can come and visit me. It's sad, it is hard, but some dogs they just have a hard time interacting oh, with. Oh, in people. other words, you don't
5: you don't trust yeah. this dog, so therefore no you're not going to welcome any visitors for ten days. Yep. Yeah, I hear and you. I'm, yeah. I'm good with that. Hey, listen, the dogs, do, dogs are like people there. There, there's some, there's some bad apples, you know, they're bad apples. Yeah. And that's, that's the way that it is. Uh, hello, doc. This is Carlos in Dallas, Texas. You're a veterinarian. What did you want to contribute? Well, there's a lot to unpack
3: there. I'd point out that they had champ for 13 years before they got these two, uh, rescue dogs, major and commander. And champ was a breeder dog. And, uh, Dogs that come with breeders are raised in a completely different environment than dogs that come out of shelters. And uh, shepherds themselves are pretty neurotic dogs. They're a lot of work, and they're not for the faint of heart. And certainly the environment in the White House is not conducive to a a shepherd.
5: No, Um, right. I totally um, agree.
3: Obviously, in my career, I've met lots of different dogs, and any dog can be aggressive. There's nothing more terrifying than an aggressive golden retriever, for example. And I've met those, and they're scary. Hmm. Um, But, um, yeah, I I mean, I just think it was a poor choice of breed and situation, and I think that they would have been better served by getting a more well-adjusted dog to begin with. Uh, Totally. Rescue is great, but not for that environment.
5: I agree. So is there a particular breed that when you walk into the examination room, all of a sudden, you know, your antenna go up because, after all, it's that breed or or not?
3: Oh, no, definitely. German Shepherd, for sure.
5: Yeah. Because most uh-huh.
3: German Shepherds are smarter than their owners, and that doesn't lead to them being well-adjusted.
4: <laughs> <vigorous. laughs>
3: That's one uh-huh. of the problems. The guy who called before who takes his Shepherd with him on the road and all the rest, I guarantee you he works with that dog every day. But it's not a dog that you can just put in the backyard, throw food at it, and say that's going to be a great pet. Um, chow
5: chows are scary. Pit chow chow are l- oh, they're there. Wait, Ch- Chow chows are the little things, right? No, Chow chows are the big fluffy ones. Look like oh oh oh. Okay, okay, okay. And what what did you say about pit bulls? Oh, they're sweet as buttons. They're aggressive okay. mainly towards other dogs.
3: And if they're really trained to be aggressive, but they are not by nature aggressive
5: at all. All right, the the one that still the the one that still will make the hair on my arm stand up even more so even more so than a, a shepherd or a pit bull is a Doberman.
3: Dobermans can be scary, but the thing Whoa. is, they're not in fashion right now, so there's not a lot of them. That that shows uh, I'm a child of the '70s too when Dobermans were the dog to have for protection and they were overbred and neurotic and, uh, yeah, you got a lot of poor quality dogs and they would act out in all sorts of ways. Yeah. That was sort of replaced in the eighties by Rottweilers.
5: It's the Doberman that I got a thing for. Hey doc, I got to run. Thank you, sir. Have a good day. I appreciate the, uh, the insight. Uh, Jim, you're in Hartford, Connecticut. What happened to you?
2: Uh, I was a towel. Good morning, Michael. Hi. I was attacked by uh, a neighbor's dog. Uh, I just happened to walk up to talk to my neighbor. He had his one-year-old child with him, and the dog attacked. In Connecticut, when a dog attacks you, uh, the uh, I had to go to the hospital. The uh, humane society, the ASPCA, is contacted, and the dog goes into quarantine for 10 days to make sure it's not aggressive. Hmm. And if, if, if it passes those tests, they can keep the dog but i've never heard of someone having a dog that attacked 25 times
5: oh my god no no and wouldn't you have i mean i have to say this wouldn't you have more respect for the people who work for you especially the ones who are charged with protecting your life than to continually allow that dog to be in proximity with with that circle of people it's it's horrible uh, one quick oh, question. Yeah. When, the do- when the dog goes into quarantine in Connecticut, I take it that's quarantine run by authorities of some kind. It's not like they say, hey, Jim, keep your dog in quarantine and let us know how it goes.
2: Well, no. They, they come out and they, for lack of a better word, interview the dog to see what its, at, its aptitude is. And right. then it's usually made to stay at home for 10 days, can't go oh. out. And the ASPCA visits. Hmm. Okay. And double, double secret probation.
4: Yeah.
5: Jim,
2: double thank you.
4: Double
5: secret probation.
2: Right. Have a good day. <laughs> thank
5: you.
4: Thank you, sir, for the insight. Hear more of Michael Smirkanish on Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124.
1: Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the SXM app.
4: Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com.
0: Michael Smirkanish for Independent Minds.